0: Father, we thank you this morning. We celebrate you once again for what you did for us over 2,000 years ago. You gave your precious and your greatest gift to mankind. Today we are here before your presence to celebrate you for what you have done. To remember the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, let your birth speak to us today. Let your coming minister to our lives. Help us, Lord, to understand the mystery behind your death your birth. We thank you and bless you. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. I give a for Let me see that. Oh, yeah. see here right here the Hallelujah. There's a song the children sang that, um, away in a manger. Very surprising that um, if you look at where Christ was born, um, it's very disturbing. But I want to share something with you this morning, a message of a entitled Don't Despise Little Beginnings. Don't Despise Little Beginnings. So, Luke chapter number 2, verse 1 to 7, and Judges 6, 11 to 16. Luke 2, 1 to 7. Help me tell the person that you don't despise Little beginnings Look at the person's face and tell the person Don't despise little beginnings In those days Caesar Augustus Issued a decree that a census should be taken Of the entire Roman world Because at that time uh, the the, the Romans were in charge Of the, the world rulers This was the first census That took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone went to his own town to register so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem when I I mention the names it just reminds me when I went to Israel Bethlehem and you know Bethlehem is occupied by Muslims by now yeah where Jesus was born About 80% of them are Muslims Yeah, where Jesus was born So he went to the church of nativity Where they built a huge church Huge church for Where Christ But Muslims are controlling the whole area now That's our problem as Christians So let me in the term of David Because he belonged to the house And the line of David He wanted to register with Mary who was pledged to be married to him And was, was expecting a child While they were there The time came for the baby to be born And she gave birth to her first firstborn A son She wrapped him in clothes And placed him in a manger Because there was no room for them in the inn so look at where he was born Go to Judges with me Judges chapter number 6 From the verse I think 11 To 16 The angel of the Lord Came and sat down Under the oak in Ophrah That belonged to Joach the Abiezrite, Where his son Gideon Was threshing wheat In a wine press to keep it from The Midianites When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. But sir, Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about? When they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of the Midianites. the Lord turned to him and said go in the strength you have and save Israel out of the Midian's hands am I not sending you? but Lord, Gideon asked how can I save Israel my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family The Lord answered, I will be with you And you will strike down all the Midianites together Amen Don't despise little beginnings Now in connection to the scripture I read from Luke chapter number 2 The Israelites sinned against God And God handed them over to their enemies To interpret the judges that we just read and the law said, I'm going to punish them. And um, the Israelites became subject to the Medianites. And please understand that whenever you don't do what is right, there is a way that God brings you to himself. And one of the ways that God brings you back to himself is through discipline. God sometimes disciplines us when we go wrong. To cut a long story short, they realized later that they had offended God. So God decided to deliver them out of the hands of the their enemies or the Midianites one of the things that God looks for is a repentant heart that even when you are wrong when you do something wrong God wants you to recognize the mistake that you have done and repent genuinely and he freely forgives you so God decided to look for somebody to deliver his people from the hands of the Midianites and he went through all the land looking for somebody. But interestingly, you find out that when God went through the land looking for somebody to help to deliver his people, he bypassed the warrior, the mighty, and went to a certain young man called Gideon. And this young man was hiding if he was tre- tre- I mean, treading the wheat and yet hiding for the Midianites. Hiding from the Midianites. He was a man full of fear. He was hiding from the enemies. He, he did not even believe himself. And uh, he has lost hope in God. He said, if the Lord had been with us, are well, all the miracles that he told us about. He even went on to complain that, I am the least, I mean, I'm, my family is the least, and even me, I am the, the nobody in my father's house. And, now, if God is looking for somebody to deliver a people, From a mighty army like the Midianites. Will God use such a person? No, will God use such a person? Please, this is the wisdom of God. So when God was looking for someone to deliver the Israelites from the hand of the Midianite mighty army, he did not choose any of these men, but he chose a smaller person called Gideon. That is God's wisdom. But this young man looked down on himself. And in fact, he referred to his family as the weakest and the nothing. Is that how God chooses a person to work for him? Or to deliver people from their challenges? And please, does God consider a person's background where he's coming from? His stature, Who the mother and the father is before he chooses him to do something? No, I want you to know, I mean, to understand that don't despise your little beginnings. Because God will never look at the mighty and look at the strong to choose. No. Most of the time, even in the wisdom of God, God chooses the things that are nothing to glorify himself. And that's exactly what he did with Gideon. Hallelujah. So God doesn't check your background, where you are coming from, who your mother, your father is, or your parents are, before he chooses you to change your life and to use you to affect the lives of many other people. Hallelujah. Please, there is something about this God that everybody must understand. That He chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. In First Corinthians, chapter number one, the verse 27, "Listen to what Paul says." And twenty-seven, he said, "Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world." To do what? To shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. That's how this God works. He takes the nothing, he takes the useless things, and uses them to glorify Himself. May your life become an instrument in the life in the, in the house of God, that God will use to change many other destinies in the name of Jesus. I see God raising no bodies, people who are nothing, without any good and proper background using them to affect the lives of many people in the name of jesus so god never uses the strong but he always uses the weak to prove his strength the strong doesn't have any place in god please understand that if you think that you are too strong you are powerful you are educated you are better you don't have any place in god there was one time god was also looking for a young man to deliver the Israelites from the hand of the Philistines and went through everywhere in the wilderness and chose a young man called David and used David to deliver the Israelites for the entire mighty army of Goliath. Please, I I, 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 I pray, I pray, I, I, I pray that you will understand that you are going to be an instrument God is going to use to change and to transform. I'm telling you. Please understand that don't underestimate, look down on yourself. Think of what God can do and what God can use your life to do. Because God is going to make their nobody somebody. God is going to bring something great out of your life. Something that, I mean, your your beginning may be small. But if you begin to despise your little beginnings, you underestimate what God can use your life to do. I'm telling you. Many of you in no time, people will look at you and they'll be surprised at what God has done in your life do be surprised. Hey, I, I, no, I don't think you believe what I'm saying. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Please go with me to Job chapter number 8. The verse 7. Your beginnings will seem what? Give me the New King James. He said, though your beginning was small, yet your latter end would increase. Help me tell the person your beginning may be small, but your latter end shall be greater. God will make your latter end greater and greater and greater. Zechariah 4, the verse 10. The very powerful scripture. Let me read that scripture also. Zachariah chapter number 4, the verse 10. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10. It said, For who has despised the day of little things or little beginnings? For these seven rejoice to see the plum find in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord which scan to and fro. Throughout the whole earth. Who has despised the days of little beginnings? Don't look down upon yourself. Don't look down upon where you are coming from. Because God is going to do something great out of your life in the name of Jesus. Please understand that you can be least in the sight of men. But in the presence of God you can be somebody greater. Because God is going to use your littleness to do something great in your life. In the name of Jesus. And every great destiny begins very small every great destiny all of us here i mean when your mother conceived you were just like a, a little i mean something 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 anything great begins very little. in the kingdom that's how it works so there was no way jesus could have been born in a palace that's what the said. there was no place in the inn for him there was no way he was born in the where animals are kept there was no way Jesus' parents could have been might, I mean, greater and strong. No, 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 no. He could have been born in the palace because that is not God's wisdom. That is not God's plan. Anything great that God does begins with little things. Every, anything great. Please understand that no matter where you are coming from, your background, who your mother, who your father is, God is about to do something, God, something great, something wonderful of your life. Something great. So when you look at some of us, when you look at where some of us are coming from, you can, even you, when you look at yourself, you can really tell that God has been very good to you. You see, if anybody is despising you today, they should look at you very well. Because in no time, what God is about to do with your life, you'll be shocked, you'll be surprised. The only thing you must do, don't despise yourself. Don't despise. Can you imagine the Son of God was about to be born and there was no place in the inn for him. There's no way they, they could have born him but the only place was to, book, I mean, to be born at where animals are kept. His baby cot was made out of wood that the animals eat in. That's the manger. And they put this young man, the savior of the world, the ruler of the world. But to the glory of God, when you read Philippians 2, now he's seated far. Where you are born doesn't determine where you're going to sit in the future. No, no. It has nothing to do. It has n- Some of you, we don't even know your hometown. Where you are coming from, when you mention it, nobody even knows. So when you mention your hometown, nobody even knows about it. Please, it doesn't matter where you are born. It doesn't matter who your parents are and where you are, whether you are educated or you are not educated. There is a God who takes the nothing of this word and makes something great out of it. Something great is coming out of your life. I said, something great is coming out of your life. The Lord has begun something great in your life and He will finish the good work He has begun in your life in the name of Jesus. I refuse to despise myself. I refuse to despise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, why does God choose the little things of the world to make something great out of it. Number one, because his wisdom is higher than the wisdom of men. Because the wisdom of God is higher than the wisdom of men. People think that great people must come from great families. Mm. That is a human wisdom. People say that greatness can only be achieved at the place of greatness. Who so told that great people must come from great families? No. Or greatness can be achieved at a place of greatness. You can be at a place of nothing and God will make something great out of it. Your family may not have a name. Your family may not have a title. Where you are coming from, there is nothing good out of... No, 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 no. But the wisdom of God teaches us that it doesn't matter where you are coming from. Greatness does not be God. No, 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 no. There is a God who changes a man's life. He picks you from nowhere, a family of no background, of nobody. He took Gideon out of family of nothing. He said, my family is the least. And God said, I want the family that is nothing to make something great out of it. Hallelujah. Something great is coming out of your life. Great destinies are emerging out of this ministry in the name of Jesus. The fact that there is no greatness in your family doesn't mean nothing great will come out of it. Listen to me. If there is nobody great in your family, you are becoming the first great and the first successful, the wonderful, the glorious, the successful and God-ordained person in your family in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And greatness does not also come from the place of greatness. Some of you are thinking that it's only when you travel that you succeed. You lie bad. When there was famine in the land, the Bible said that Isaac decided to go to Egypt where there was food. And the Lord said, the Lord said to Isaac, said, don't go to Egypt. Stay here and I'll do what? And I'll bless you. Who told you greatness is in America? Here I come. America. The land of the brave. So if you are thinking that God can never prosper you in Ghana. Who told you that? If God decides to prosper you here, no matter the witches, no matter what, God will still prosper you here in the name of Jesus. So don't limit your greatness to location. There are people in America who want to come back. Is that not so? You have stayed in America for so many years. They want to come. They don't have even tickets. I was walking in the city, I mean in the center of Paris, and I saw people, white people begging, begging, sitting like, what do you see? when you go to Accra Central, people are sitting down, Ok all in the center of Paris. You think greatness is at where people call great? You can't be in Klagon, and God can still prosper. No. listen You see, no, listen to me. Some of you your destinies may be connected to those places, but don't underestimate God that He cannot prosper you at where you are. Who told you that. Are you not in Klagon here? please, we didn't you begin I mean the church from Clagon? The things we have done from other places, we are from Klagon. We have done so many things just from Klagon. Our name is not even in the map of Ghana. I, when I, <laughs> I, even here, like people don't even know there's a place called Klagon. You have to explain, oh, Sakomono and that road, like when you are going to Ashamai. We are trying to change our name to Keligon, but it's still not working. Hallelujah. Amen. God can prosper you even at a place where there is no prosperity. Please your prosperity is not coming from a location It's coming from above It's coming from God Listen to me, you can be at a place of success If God doesn't want to prosper you Then you can never prosper there People have left America and They have come to prosper in Ghana Is that not so? Yeah. Don't live in God That is the wisdom of God Great people does not only come from great families Your destiny shall be great I say your destiny shall be great. Don't despise yourself. Don't despise yourself. Help me tell the person: don't despise yourself. Don't despise. Don't despise. Don't despise yourself. Some of you, you know, you know where you are coming from. Even right now, you are sitting here, you are sleeping in a chaos. Your mother has nothing, your father has nothing. There is no future. But please listen to me. You serve a God who is able to change a man's destiny. May this become your story in the name of Jesus. May God do something in your life. Everybody will be marvel and people will be shocked about what God is about to do in your life. In the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. I said, receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Why does God use his things of nothing to glorify himself? I love what Nathaniel said in John 1, 43. And uh, when uh, his brother met, he said, I found the Messiah. I found the Savior. He said, where is he coming from He said, then the following day jesus wanted to go to galilee and he found philip and said to him follow me now philip was from bethada the city of andrew and peter listen to what he says philip found nathanael and said to him we have found him of whom moses and the law and also the prophets wrote jesus of nazareth the son of joseph the last verse listen to what a like. and then nathanael said to him can anything good People are looking at you. They think nothing good will come out of you. Hey, they have mistaken you. Know? They have made a big mistake. Yeah. One day, I, I, when I got my first car, I drove to Kumasi, where I'm coming from. Even there was no air conditioning, I still rolled the glass. <laughs> Somebody saw me say, Who Hey! Is that you? And I got out of the car. And that I have spoken very well. <laughs> As you people thought we are, we are going to be the same. And I, I use that to witness to the person. Please listen to me. Very soon people will see you and they will be surprised and they will be shocked. Can anything good come out? I, 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 no, I don't think you believe what I'm telling you. Something great is... I'm telling you. Something great is... Can anything good come out of Nazareth? This is useless, girl. Useless, boy. Useless. Nothing. Be careful with the people you are looking down upon today. Because you don't know who God is about to make them tomorrow. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful, I'm telling you. If nobody believes in you, believe in yourself. That God is able to change your life. And listen to me. If you look down upon yourself, you give people the opportunity for them to also to look down upon you. Don't despise yourself. Don't despise yourself. Don't despise your little beginnings. Don't despise yourself. Glory to God. I say glory to God. May God give us the grace and help us to change our stories and our destinies. In the name of Jesus. The second thing, reason why God uses I mean makes us to choose, I mean choose the nobody to make something great. So that no flesh can glory in his presence. I love this one. So that nobody can glorify in his presence. 1 Corinthians 1, 26 through 20. Very powerful scripture there. Listen to what it says. He says, for you see your calling, brethren, that not many of you are wise according to the flesh, but not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. Rome 229. And the base things, useless things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. Glory to God, that no flesh should glory in His. God doesn't deal with people who think that they can make it themselves. Please understand that. If you think you can make yourself and you are yourself, you are, you are full of yourself, God cannot do anything good with your life. Paul said, I am what I am by the word, by the grace of God. Every man's life you're making is at the mercy. Some of us, we are too arrogant and too full of ourselves. We think that we made our, who told you that? Oh, Full of yourself. We think, I mean, we are self-made. I am smart. I am educated. I am this. I am that. But please, at the back of your mind, you must understand that no matter who you are, it is God who has made you who you are. I'm telling you. Please understand that. If you are going to recognize that your making will come from God, God will change your destiny and make something great out of your life. I'll tell you. I am what I am by the grace of God. You must, you must let God understand that you have no strength on your own. You can't do it by yourself, except God intervenes. Hallelujah. Amen. If you are self-made, God doesn't need you. If you think that you are self-made, God doesn't need you. He wants people that he can make something great out of them. So that tomorrow you will never stand somewhere and say that uh, uh, I did it and I did very well. No. But to God be all the glory. I pray that you stand somewhere tomorrow and declare it is God who has made you who you are. From the deepest of your heart, acknowledge that. Some of you have certain things with you, but you trace them to your efforts. May God have mercy on you. Whatever you have achieved and able to make in this life, please trace them back to God because it is God who has made you who you are today. And when you recognize God in that situation, He will take you further in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I see that grace coming upon us from today in the name of Jesus. The third reason why God uses or takes us from where we are, littleness, and makes something great out of our lives is to prove His sovereignty. That God is greater and God is mighty. Please understand that God does whatever pleases him. (laughs) He does whatever. He he sits in heaven and he does whatever. One of the reasons why God takes the useless things of the world to make them great is to prove his sovereignty. God is sovereign. God is so sovereign. He can choose to bless you. He can choose to change your life. And nobody can ask him anything. God can choose to do anything with your life. Anything. He can choose to open any door for you. And nobody can question him. Yeah. Have you ever come across certain people that you realize that they will never be successful and you have seen some traits of success around them? It proves God's sovereignty. People you never thought, they'll be changed. Somebody was sharing a story with me about uh, living with the uncle. And the uncle was very hard on him. Treating the children very well. Allowing them to travel to Europe and all that. And this young man, even buying books for this young man was very difficult. And the guy was telling me, along the way, the Lord also opened a door for him. Because when he saw what was happening, he, be, he, he was very much committed to his books. Reading, studied, and all that. And he got a scholarship. I think to one of the universities and all that. When he finished, he got another scholarship to travel out of the country. To the glory of God, this young man that the uncle never ever thought will amount to something is the one who is helping the uncle now. The question: Where are all the children? Some some ended up as drunkards. I mean, waste, drug addicts, and all that. People you never ever thought that they would become something great are the people God uses to prove His sovereignty that God is sovereign. God is, I'm telling you, nobody can limit God. If God decides to bless you, nobody can limit him. I see God choosing you for blessing this month. And by the time this year ends, I see God choosing you for supernatural blessing. And nobody can, listen to me, 2019, you become an instrument of wonder to the people around you. Because God is going to put his hand upon you to choose you for something greater. And something of a wonder. Amen. That is God. He said, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. You can't question him. I want to change this mind. No, if God decides to bless somebody you don't like, doesn't matter. Whether you like the person or not, that's God's choice. One day a pastor told me that I was working with. They were fighting me and one of them said to me, said, so you, I'm even older than you. He <laughs> said, so I'm older than you. I will show you how to do church. And I'm saying, this one doesn't matter about age. Old. If God, chooses, God can choose a young man and bless a person and leave the older man, you think you are smart? Go with your smartness. But those who seize themselves at, not, at nothing are those that God calls and picks to bless and to change their lives. May it become an instrument in God's hand. That will be a wonder to the people around you. In the name of Jesus, God will prove His sovereignty over your life. He's a sovereign God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. And the last of it, why God chooses the nothing and useless things to glorify Himself. Because of time, let me just jump up. But please you must understand and note this that the fact that your beginning is small doesn't guarantee your tomorrow will be greater. Please understand that. The fact that your beginning is small doesn't guarantee the fact that your tomorrow will be greater. It doesn't matter. Because I've seen people who are, who are born poor and they have died poor. How many of you have seen some before? Yeah. The fact that your beginning is small doesn't mean your end automatically will be greater. I want to share some few keys with you that can help you to connect, to move you from your littleness into your greatness. And if you're able to embrace what I'm sharing with you this morning, your life will never be the same. Hallelujah. I remember I used to know a certain guy in Kumasi. Every day when we were quite younger of Attay, hey, Nick, me make Germany. Make go in football. I'm a was many cleansman. You heard about cleansman before? Football. Me, I'm going to play soccer with cleansman in Germany. Well, I will do this, I'll do that, I'll do that. And there was even a local team around uh, Kumasi there. We even encourage him to join even Kotoko. Because he was very, very good footballer. Oh, these people don't, don't mind them. So you're just playing the back of the house, some small, small, uh, y- y- you know Yenche let's share and play. Just playing, 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 just like that. And up to now, he's almost about, I thought he's about 50, some 56 or 50. Yes. Now he's selling cars at, Beka- at Bequire runabout. about. In Kumasi. The German didn't come on. Playing with Klinsmann didn't come on. It is not what you say. But the things you do, that makes your littleness to become something greater. The first thing that you must learn to do, if you are little, you want God to take you from where you are to greater and higher dimensions. The first thing, the first thing that you must learn to do, number one, please seek God and desire to know Him better. That's the first thing. Seek God. And desire to know him. Because he's the only one who can change your life and change your destiny. Let God become your passion. See God. Let God become your focus in this life. If your life is about how to make it, how to succeed, then you are failed in advance. But the only person who can change your life and make your life better is God. When you take him out of your, the equation, your life becomes nothing. If you take God out of your life. So let your past, your number one desire in this life, to seek after God and to know him. In, I think in Psalm 42 verse 1, listen to what David said. He said, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants after God. Pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. Where is your passion? And what, I mean, what are you, It is not you, the things you desire after that makes you to succeed. I'm telling you. So if your desire is all after money, you will never get it. I'm telling you. Your desire is all about wealth. It will never come to you. It is not what you chase for that you get. It is the God that you chase for that makes all other things. Matthew says 33 Seek ye for the kingdom of God and the righteousness, and all other things shall be added. You don't chase after money. You don't chase after wealth. God has a way of connecting those things to you. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. If you really want God to move you from nothing to your greatness, let your desire be after God. Chase after God. Let God become your passion. Let God become your passion. That's the only, I'm telling you, that's the only thing that changes a person's life. Let God become your desire. Listen to what the same David says, Psalm 73, verse 25. Listen to what it says. He said, Whom have I in heaven but you? The earth has nothing I desire beside you. There is nothing on this. I don't desire money. I don't desire wealth. I don't desire anything. I don't desire I desire only God. And when you have this God, everything becomes nothing for you. I pray that from today, your desire will be after God. Amen. The person desire after God, seek after God. Yeah. The person, let God be your first lover, let God be your first lover. Love God more than anything. Yeah, not a man, oh. not a woman, not money. So, if, when you hear a man's name, your heart begins to break. When you see a woman, I'm dying for you. When you see money, money moves you more than anything. Your life is all about the things of the world. But the earth has nothing I desire. But listen, was David a poor man? No, no King David, was he a poor man? Go and read First, First Chronicles 29. You will see how worthy David was. And left the wealth for his son Solomon. Yeah. You can never be a God lover and be poor. You can never chase after God. Let your passion be after God. That's my focus. God. God, love Him. Let Him become your focus. Let Him become your priority. Seek after God. Let God be the center of your life. If you re- if you want God to take you from nothing, I'm telling you. So, as we stand here, we don't have any proper background, though. No, I'm telling you. I told you a story about one day when we went to uh, one of our when we were doing Jonathan's wedding at uh, one of the churches, and. Uh, I was there with Dick and Alfred, and uh, somebody came were talking to us. Oh, this is my pastor. introduced me. This is my pastor. Oh, pastor, this is my, my friend. He attended uh, We are at the university. I did uh, mechanical engineering, and he did so, 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 and so. So the moment I heard this, oh, I did engineering, and he did so, and so, I said, please, thank you for God bless. I'm coming right now. <laughs> I had to leave there. I knew that when he asked, the next question would be, oh, so, so which, which university did you attend? It's God you need. It's God you need. Education is important. Improve yourself. But God first. Amen. Amen. You make your man your God. Mm? Make a woman your God. Your heart will be broken into pieces. (laughs) Mercy on you. Amen. Amen. So make God your focus. Hmm. You can never make, make this God your focus And you'll be left behind in life. I see your life becoming greater and greater. In the name of Jesus. The second thing that can transform your life and can help you is locate God's plan for your life. Locate God's purpose for your life. Very much important. Locate God's purpose for your life. Your success in life is determined by the ability to locate the plan of God for your life. Very much important. And follow it if you really want to do well and move from your lateness to something greater. Jesus knew the reason why He came. Gideon knew why He came as a deliverer. Locate. Don't be a jack of all trades. Know what God has for you. If you are confused in life, some of you every day you are today, you are doing this tomorrow, you are that. No, 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 no. Find what God wants you to do. It will you change your life forever. And focus on it and be determined. Follow after it. And you shall life been transformed. Every grace that you need to locate God's plan for your life be released upon you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Receive that grace. Don't be a jack of all trades. Today you are here, tomorrow you are there, you are confused, you don't know what you are doing. Today you do this, tomorrow you change that. No, 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 it's not a blessing. It doesn't help to, I mean, flourish your destiny. It doesn't. You need that grace to locate that discipline to sit down. Don't up after what people are doing. This person is doing this, I must also do it. No. Somebody's doing this, I must also go and do it. Oh, now I've heard that uh, uh, hairdressing is very good, I'm also going to do hairdressing. No, no, no. What is your passion? What is God moving you to do? Receive the grace to look for God's plan for your life. That to move you from your littleness. I don't think if I'm doing any other job apart from pastoral work, I don't think uh, I'll be so happy and fulfilled. One day I said to myself, God did not call me. I called myself. So I decided to do some business. And I, I was seriously messed up. Listen to me. I have passion for nothing. Even when I was a taxi driver. Even though I was getting money. But my passion was ministry. I have passion for nothing. Nothing. May God give you passion towards what he has ordained for your life and your destiny. In the name of Jesus. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. I said, receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Number three, the third thing that can change your life and move you from a littleness into something greater in conclusion. Is that you must be diligent. You must be a diligent person. Diligent, hardworking You must be a hard-working person in this life. In Hebrews chapter number 6, the verse 12. Hebrews 6, the verse number 12. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised to them. We do not want you to become what? Lazy. So the promise of God will never become a reality in your laziness. If you want God to Florida, if you want to move from where you are to where God has ordained for you, it doesn't match with laziness. You can't be lazy and see God's purpose for your life. Most of the time, we want everything, but we are lazy for everything. We are just also lazy. In Proverbs 28, verse 20, give me that scripture, Proverbs a faithful man will abound with blessings. But he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. A hard-working man will be abound with what? With blessings. God wants us to be hard-working people. Diligent. If you want your level to change from where you are to something greater, please don't be lazy. Laziness has no future for you. Cheap money has no future for you. You want cheap things, you want things to come easily for you. No. Hard working. Our fathers were hard working. Look through the Bible. All our fathers were hard working people. Nowadays we have a generation that doesn't want to work. We don't want one hard work, but we just want everything. We want to drive the best cars, stay in nice houses, and yet no hard work. It doesn't work like that. There is always dignity in labor. There's always dignity. You must learn to work hard. Please help each other person. Be a hard working person, be a hard working. Don't be lazy. Because there is no future for the lazy man. Amen. Yeah. Even the Bible said that the hand that does not work should not do what? Eat. Don't be don't just be moving around from to scatter. You pass it today, you are here. You are not committed to any labor in your life. Yeah. Some people can work only 5 hours and sleep about 10 hours. No, yeah. People can sleep by 10 in the evening and wake up 8 in the morning. What is wrong with you? You sleep at 10 and wake up by 8? 10 hours? Nothing great happens by chance, chancel. Nothing. Every day. Paul said, I plant the seed, Apollo waters, but God makes you to do what? To grow. There is a rule, there is a hard working part that you must play. If you want your destiny to move from where it is, the low level, to your littleness, I mean from your littleness to greatness, you must be a hard working person. God does not despise hard work. He wants you to work hard and his blessing rests upon you. I pray that no matter how little your life may be, I see God bringing something great out of your life. In the name of Jesus. If you're a student here, work hard. No matter what you're doing, put the best to it. Put your best to it. And God will begin to bless it. And your lateness will become, gradually become greater and greater and greater and greater and greater. A year by night, I promise over you that everyone one destiny shall be greater. You look back after one year and you see that the Lord has been very good to you. In the name of Jesus, by the year 2019, everybody in this house must be working. Every spirit of laziness is cursed in the name of Jesus. Start from somewhere. Ten percent start from start from somewhere. Start from somewhere. Start from somewhere. somewhere. Everybody. I mean, I I just praise the Lord. Last year was it last year or, or, or this year? Well, most of our young people here, almost all of them decided to go to school. And most of our young people here are the the universities. Some people have been sitting there for so many years. I I was so touched. I was so blessed. Most of the young people here, most of them, the investors all over, Tech, Lagos everywhere. I pray that by 2019, nobody will be an idle person in this house. Receive the grace to labor and to work hard. That will bring transformation to you. In the name of Jesus. Can you please rise to your feet? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Please stop something. Say in the name of Jesus. Father, I receive the grace to be diligent. In the name of Jesus. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord. From, from my littleness into greatness. Let every grace that I need to move me From my littleness into greatness be released upon me. In the name of Jesus. Please one minute. Talk to God right now. Talk to God for one minute. Help me Jesus. Help me Lord. Help me Lord. Help me Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. I refuse to despise my little beginnings. Every grace that I need to take certain steps that will transform my life. That will take me from where I am. Into my great destiny, let that grace be released upon me in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Let that grace be released upon me. Thank you Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please after me say in the name of Jesus. Father, let every limitation in my life be broken. I refuse to be at the same place, even though my beginning may be small. I decree my future increased in the name of Jesus. Let every limitation over my destiny that keeps people at the same place be broken over my life. From today, I step into my greatness in the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. One minute, talk to God right now. Talk to God right now. Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. I receive the grace. Let every limitation over my destiny be broken be destroyed. My life and my destiny will never remain the same. Help me, Lord. Born in a manger, seated in heaven. Your beginning will never determine your tomorrow, your future. In the name of Jesus, oh, glory to God. Let's pray this prayer. We are praying that the Lord will help us to end well. That your future will end well. Not a disaster. Not a shame. Not a reproach. Not a disgrace. Not in pain. But you shall end well. In the name of Jesus. All those who are waiting to laugh at you, may God put all of them to shame in the name of Jesus. You are ending well. Your marriage will end well. Your children will end well. Your health will end well. Amen. Your destiny will end well. Amen. I watched a small video by one. I, forgot, I think he was a musician or TV presenter. What's the name? Who became drug addict? And uh, Jack, Asone, he used to have a lot of money. Kiki Jam, yes, he used to have a lot of money, and he was telling his story. I drive this. I used to drive this, this, and that. But when you look at him, when I went to preach at tema mehabosel, and I met a pastor—I mean, he said he's a pastor and uh, some a businessman—and when he told me his story, hundred wealth. Last Sunday I told you about uh, what a friend told me about the man, a rich man he was. I mean, working for. He said the man said, "I never thought." I, I said, "I thought I'll be rich forever." I'm telling you, <laughs> we need that grace to end well and it's God who it, you see that's why you can't take God you, look at me it's not the beginning of a matter it's the end that matters your beginning may be small but your end shall be greatly increased you pray for grace to end well end well be careful about the things you are looking for in this life whatever you are looking for and you are seeking after and doesn't have the right source you pay for it at the end of the day And I want to encourage everybody here. Let God become your passion and you end well. You end well. Please have something. Say in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, I receive the grace grace to end well. well. Help me Lord Lord, for my future future to be well. well. I will never be disgraced. I will never be put to shame. I will never be disappointed. Let my future be great. And let me end well in this life. One minute, talk to God right now. Talk to God right now. Talk to Him. Just one minute prayer. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Jesus. Father, we thank you today. We honor you for our lives. Bless you for the greatest gift you gave to us. We send your presence today to remember your son Jesus as you gave him to us. We are here to celebrate and to thank you for what you did for us. Blessed be your name forever. In the name of Jesus. Father, we know that even though our beginning may be be small, but you have prepared greatness for us. We from today, every spirit of littleness that want to keep us at the same place be broken over our destinies. Be broken over our lives. In the name of Jesus. You are the only one who can help us, who can change us, who can transform us. There is nothing in this world that can do anything for us. Everything is vanity. From today, we pray as a church, as a family. We receive the grace to love you more than anything. The grace to seek after you. The grace to chase after you. The grace to make you our focus. We receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Help us to make time for you. Help us to serve you and to surrender our lives to you. And let something great come out. I, de- I speak over every destiny here. I declare that you will never fail. Amen. You will never be disgraced. Amen. You will never be disappointed. Amen. I decree that all your fears are gone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your future will be greater and greater and greater and greater. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I speak the spirit of greatness and glorious future into your destiny and into your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your business shall end well. Your family shall end well. Your marriage shall end well. Your children shall end well. In the name of Jesus, your health shall end well.